0: The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mix of Music podcast. I'm your host DK, and with me today, as always, is Lou, the Vice Grip
1: champion. I don't know about that, but I have been told I have a good grip on handshakes. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I should take up some vice gripping contests that exists. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that exists. I mean, if if food eating is a contest, vice gripping might be a thing.
0: I mean, just like strong handshakes. It
1: probably happens
0: in Vice City. Uh, yeah, I literally just made that up on the spot as it is every single episode. I should take some time to think about these names before. And uh... Uh, I don't know
1: why, but Longinus was on my mind. I don't know what that is. I'm going to be honest, everybody. If, <laughs> if that's a bad thing, I'm sorry. If that's a good thing, then I'll take credit. But I don't know what that means. But Longinus Lou, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> that could be terrible.
0: I have no idea what that is. All right. uh, We're going to move on. Today's episode is a pretty informational one Um, talking about loudness and Spotify specifically, but we'll bleed into other platforms. Uh, And uh, yes, we're going to talk a lot about how to get your tracks louder in Spotify. And they just updated some of their normalization limiter transcoding when you upload Music's music to Spotify, so we're gonna kind of read through their updates and talk about what that means. So first off, um, there's this website you could just Google search "loudness penalty." Um, Loudnesspenalty dot com is a really dope website. You can upload tracks to kind of see how much um, it's gonna penalize you or penalize you, whatever you wanna say, penalize you for uh, having loud masters versus I might soft masters. <laughs> Versus Softmasters, and um, yeah, it's a really good website. They also do like a plugin for fifty dollars, so you don't have to like bounce it and upload it into the website. Um, I don't know if it's perfectly up to date with the brand new standards, especially since Spotify just updated theirs. Um, but I thought it was a good time. We got a DM on Instagram, and we thought it was a good time to kind of talk about this as well. Uh, Lou and I are not. There's a difference between mastering engineer, mastering, and being a transcoding aficionado. You you know, like we're not we're not programmers, and we don't know how everything gets transcoded, but we do know about loudness and how to make things feel loud, sound loud. So, and we do know what these terms mean that they're talking about. So, um, basically, the big thing with Spotify is that they took off at the normal. So, if you're a Spotify premium user, you have loud, quiet, and normal audio normalization. So this is a setting. The default is set to normal. So most people are listening to normal. There used to be a limiter. So if you put it on normal and it was louder or quieter, there was a little bit of a limiter. Um, If it was louder, there's a limiter going on, and the limiter doesn't sound very good. Um, So they took that off completely. So now it's mostly just positive gain and negative gain. So they're they're looking for -14 LUFS with -1 dBs of true peak. If you want, if you don't know what true peak means, it's not your ceiling of the limiter unless it's a true peak limiter. For example, on our sponsor Isotope, yep. Ozone 9, Ozone, uh, any of the Ozone maximizers, there's an option at the top of the limiter that says true peak. And what that does is it actually cuts off and limits to negative 1 dBs, or negative whatever you set the ceiling to, um, without, so if, if with samples, how it goes, I, f- I forgot what it's called, like inter-sample inter, inter sample distortion or something like that, where um, even if you cut it off, there's like, like a little bit that goes above the ceiling, if that's not turned on, um, that's like post-limiter, just because of how sampling works, um if you're interested in learning more about how that works, you can listen to The Mastering Show with Brian Shepard. Um he talks a little about that in the first 10 episodes. Really good podcast. Um and uh I would say uh now they're not doing a limiter and so so if you have a -20 dB LUFS and with -2 dB's of um what was the example that they Oh, gave? the example
1: is that minus if your track -5, re- that's what uh no uh, well, yes.
0: So minus 20 LUFS.
1: And minus 5 DBFS. Um, or minus 5 true peak. True peak, yeah.
0: Then they're only going to take it up to minus 16. So there's no yeah. limiting. So it'll take it up minus 16 LUFS with a minus 1 true peak. Yeah. So it's better to master minus 14 or louder. Yeah. Um, and if it's louder now, instead of limiting on normal mode, which is most people, they're not limiting it. They're just turning it down, mm-hmm. which is actually going to be good as well. Yep. Uh have you I've had a lot of issues with Spotify and I don't know why. I've done a lot of experimentations. I still can't figure it out. I need to look at the data. Um but I've uploaded a lot of masters in various different LUFS and on my DK mixes Spotify portfolio, my playlist um which you can find via links.dkmixes.com um each song still sounds louder or quieter. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's truly just the dynamics. of. My guess is that just the dynamics of the song. Something that's super-duper heavy with lots of stuff going on versus pretty simple tracks.
1: With lots of bass.
0: Yeah. Lots of bass will kill the dynamics of a song.
1: It'll make your track quieter. You get loud bass, but it'll make your track quieter.
0: It'll make, yeah, it'll make it way quieter. We're that's still trying to figure it out. What's kind of your experiences with uploading tracks? Have you done much uploading to Spotify? I know that's usually an artist thing.
1: Um, well, I don't do the direct uploading myself, but I think I know what you're talking about when I'm guessing that you've actually taken the normalization mode off of your Spotify, which is a good thing to I take off. You leave it on actually. You leave it on and you still it on have too. that issue yeah yeah so once again um when you think about how the algorithm works whether it's with the old limiting or with the new just negative and positive gain um you gotta look at it as overall dynamics of a song because uh i have clients who you know all the track is is just bass and vocal it'll never be as loud as a chris brown record because there's so much going on and even then listen to chris brown records uh some of them are being mastered to like minus six minus five and uh the reality is, he doesn't have a lot of bass in it. It's almost all mid-range presence and top-end presence, which require a lot more energy to be more audible. So, of course, you're going to be able to push that record a lot harder. And when listening to it side-by-side side another record, even if there was a limiter applied, it'd still sound louder than any track with a lot of bass. So I think that may be one factor on your playlist. Now, with that said, um, in my experience when it comes to mastering, because, you know, that's, uh, that's a big bread-and-butter part of my income um mastering uh but basically anytime i do any kind of outputs for mastering i give people three options i do mastered for itunes mastered for spotify and i do a loud master The reason being is this if you're working with a label you actually have the ability to upload to independent services so that you can get the best end result for each one um or if you're like most indie artists, you go through CD Baby, Discord. Actually, you use Discord a lot. Not Discord. Sorry. DistroKid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. DistroKid, CD Baby, and uh, I think uh, United Masters has one. But uh, the overall consensus on all these things is you only get one file Which, to upload. Which, by the way,
0: go to mixymusicpodcastcom backslash links. Check out our sponsors. You can get a little discount to DistroKid. There you go. For their yearly membership. It's a really great uploading service. Nice. Well,
1: with that said, you know, if you do use that service, you only get one option to upload. The downside on that is that you have people like Spotify, iTunes, uh, you got Tidal, Deezer, YouTube, I think they're SoundCloud. officially
0: doing uh, the Masters. I need to look it up, but I think they're doing, like, Master Quality, the 24th, 24th like... 48. Yeah,
1: 2448
0: I believe masters. they are
1: now, yeah. I know a few other services that are doing that. I know... I th- think there's one that's trying to come out like they're like a mom and pop shop operation right now but that's trying to do like 96 which is kind of needless but you know how it goes everybody always wants more but uh, for instance if i were to master for itunes um apple music has a normalization of minus 16 if i'm doing it for youtube it's uh between minus 13 and minus 15 same thing as spotify but if you go to Amazon Music, it's actually minus nine. Go to Title, it's actually minus eighteen. Go to Pandora, it's minus thirteen point five. Everybody has a different level. So I usually do iTunes and Spotify, the two top platforms for streaming. And then I do a loudmaster in case you want to do some CD pressing, because average C D pressing is between minus nine and minus ten loofs. Yeah. Like realistically speaking, if you wanted to play the the streaming game full on out, I would just figure out which one you're trying to dominate in. And just shoot for a number that's in between those that'll make both of them happy without having to affect your music too much.
0: So now it kind of gets into the um, the balance of how much penalization is worth the loudness. So this sounds is, like what Spotify it may be yeah. Worth so it like either it, way. it may it's like if it's going to go to minus one true peak and drop it down to minus fourteen. Is mastering at minus 14 loudness, L-U-F-S, truly the best thing for loudness? So I would say um, the best thing to do is to go to loudnesspenalty.com, just open a bunch of tabs, and throw in a bunch of different masters, different loudness, and see which one's louder. Because I've definitely, on my portfolio, on my playlist, I've had songs with lots of bass, um, that sound significantly louder on the normal normalization settings than some of my other mixes, which may or may not have more bass and, and that were just as equally as loud. So I don't quite understand what what it is and it's, I can't figure it out as far as like personal personally, like why is my portfolio music sounding louder or quieter than others? Um, For example, like, uh, Michael Van Wagner's song, Other Side, which is a much more sparse song, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, and it's very bright, Mm -hmm. um, is louder, like really much louder than some of my other songs. So actually now that I'm thinking out loud and speaking out loud, I would say like what you're talking about with the Chris Brown thing, like that song is particularly bright, um, and more mid-range driven, although bass is definitely there. So I think maybe that definitely has something to do with it. Again, bass takes up a lot more energy. Um, We were talking about that. Uh, But here's the thing. I think just because there's different normalizations for every single platform ever, um, this is going to be a personal preference thing. I still want to give my client only one file. I've had a couple clients that give... That I used to give multiple files to, like this one's for this, this one's for this, and it only made them feel more insecure. Now I'm not, I'm that's probably on me and how I delivered it, but nobody really knows about how this thing, ha- how this, how this is really working, even myself to a certain degree. So uh, I'd rather just give them one file and say this is the one. It's super. It, this is great. Use that, and then they have confidence in it. Unless they specifically request for an, a master for iTunes thing which you can download the tools for that. Um, just Google it. Uh, Mastered for iTunes is a pretty um, – they just got like a couple of tools that you need to do, and it's pretty simple. Uh, so, and, uh, yeah. So th- I would say, is mastering at minus 14 the go-to thing? I don't know yet. I'm not ready to start mastering things as quiet as minus 14. That's pretty quiet. Um, although I am willing to start mastering with a minus one true peak. Okay.
1: I mean, realistically, to me, it sounds like it doesn't matter either way. Uh, I'll be honest. like uh, One of the albums that I love listening to is uh, Keanu La Days, the one where uh, it has uh, Forfeit, Chocolate, and a bunch of other records. I really like Forfeit with, uh, I believe that was Lucky Day on the track. But um, funny enough, I listen to that album, I hear it quiet, it actually plays quieter in Spotify, Tidal, anywhere I play it. doesn't bother me one bit. In fact, it, it's actually the least relevant part of my listening. But I will say this. If I turn on the normalization, it sounds just like every other song. So I highly doubt the majority of people on the streaming platforms even care. Um, but now that they really don't care and they're just going to do negative gain and positive gain and not apply a limiter on the normal setting, which, so you guys know, and reminder... On the loud setting, yes, there's still a limiter. They will still li- put a limiter on it and just set it to minus 11 loops, which is still not minus nine.
0: So and the if you want to. And
1: it so. doesn't sound good. So uh, I've been turning in masters at minus 10 for a long time I think that's
0: a really good like yeah
1: I get to actually keep my dynamics I get to keep it nice loud and punchy Uh, my true peak averages between like minus uh, 1.5 and 1 maybe I'll start doing 2 realistically we're talking about half a decibel another thing that I highly doubt the majority of listeners are really gonna notice but as long as my client is happy I'm happy that's that's where I leave mastering at because we can always master for these hard rules but if the client doesn't like it at the end of the day doesn't matter what my opinion is. It's their opinion that matters. So as far as a specific loudness, I don't know. Uh, How do you explain to a client, hey, I know you like it louder, but upload this one. Yeah. It's not a conversation you necessarily want to fight somebody on unless you're personally involved in the income of the project. Um, With that said, generally speaking— Ask the client, hey, are you okay with uh, me providing you a master of this? I can give you a loud one for personal listening, but I believe this is uh, uh, going to be the best or one for, for CD, uploading.
0: For CD as exactly. well. Exactly.
1: So I master for minus 10. Um, anytime I do do a master, though, I'd give people three options, iTunes, Spotify, and Loud. Reason being is some people that I do know actually have their own personal companies like uh, – uh, what, is, what is it called? Man, I'll have to shout them out later, but – uh, hard drive, that's what it's called. Uh, I know uh, Galaxy uses that one. I know Cliff is involved in that. Um, but overall, they have the ability to actually choose where to upload internally the people. you know. So the cool thing is if they really wanted to, they could upload their own projects per platform. It takes a lot of work, but let's be honest. If you have a client that has the potential of bringing in millions and your platform is based off of providing the best possible end result no matter the platform – wouldn't you just upload each file? You're going to have a team of people whose job that it is anyways. Yeah. It's not like you have to personally do it yourself.
0: So I would say, like, pragmatically speaking, the first thing that you should do, if you either received a bunch of different files of different loudness or you are trying to create a bunch of different files with different loudness, go to, again, loudnesspenalty.com, do a bunch of tabs, listen to each one, what it sounds like on Spotify on each version of it, I wouldn't be surprised if if some of y'all find that the less dynamic higher loops, even with the penalization, still sounds louder mm-hmm. than than those without. So, because um, one of the one of the tracks that I even posted on Instagram that I got like the Lufs perfect, there was like minus zero point one dBs of. Of penalty on Spotify ended up being one of the most quiet tracks on my Spotify. Yep. So like just because I hit minus fourteen, it still sounded significantly quieter than some of my other tracks. So I it's would all about perceived loudness, not yeah. Actual data loudness. So I would um, and LUFS is not the most perfect metering system, but uh, it's for loudness because of the Fletcher Munson curves and perceived loudness, which you were talking about there. So. I would just go about experimenting and trying a bunch of things. Um, but like you said before, as a listener, as a consumer, I don't care that much. Even between playlists, I notice some tracks are louder than another, but I notice because I'm an engineer. I don't feel like I would notice if I was just a listener.
1: Did you ever look back as uh, before and after engineer ears when it comes to consumer listening? I remember listening uh, to bands like Hoobastank and being like, wow, they sound so good. I wish I could sound like them and this and that as a guitarist and then you know 10 years later i'm like wow that album was mixed horribly i would never want to sound like them and that just further goes to show myself like hey sometimes you're just
0: overthinking it like it's fine leave it alone there's an old beyonce record that i hate the mix of i forgot what it was but yeah there's every once in a while that happens where like some of my favorite songs that i grew up listening to just like absolutely just sound like trash
1: but that just further says crazy in love oh yeah
0: yeah, that mix yeah. is, like, wildly bad, but, like, relatively speaking, compared to her newer stuff. And the
1: funny thing, it was a hit record.
0: It's her number one most played song.
1: Yeah, and that's that... The, so, just to go back to it, like, at the end of the day, does it really matter if it gets dropped one dB? Does it really matter if it gets dropped two? Um, honestly, I I think we just kind of said it ourselves. When we were consumers, we didn't care.
0: This is weird, where we need to have... Um, We need to have practical sympathy or practical empathy. And like we need to create art and music for other people to enjoy. And we need to do justice to our music and our art so other people can enjoy it. But at the same time, I don't think it's absolutely necessary to worry so much about what others are going to think in the creative process. So in my mind, and I'm not speaking for everybody here... But if I were the artist, I would take the track of don't overthink it. Just pick one loudness and run with it. And if it ends up being quieter, if it ends up being louder, no big deal. That's not going to be your last song anyway. You know, you don't, you're not a limited bottle of creativity. Yeah, um, exactly. And I would say, like, and when it really matters, you'll be signed and the label will take care of it. Um, and they control the playlist anyway. So go, that's then, why nobody's able their... to get on playlists because it's like yeah. label controlled big time.
1: Yeah, and even then, they have their own metrics that you have to hit. So even if you had a preferred one or your mastering engineer had a preferred one, they start to hit the metrics in order to get paid.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, there's there's a lot of different things to consider, a lot of interesting things. Um, we're going to have to interview a mastering engineer or something like that specifically that knows the ins and outs of this and has done a lot of experimentation. If you know a lot of people, like, if you know someone like that, that might be an extremely qualified person to interview for this um, have them email me at d e e k e i mix uh, d e e k e i at we'll do at in the mix yeah d e e k e i at in the mix um and have them email me about uh yeah about like normalization how that's working someone that's really up to date with the algorithms not necessarily mastering but like the algorithms and normalization and how that works Transcript transcoding and all that all right um this was a pretty short episode a pretty simple episode um and i'm not really quite sure what else to talk about this i hope it was informative to you if you want to find out more about this and specifics of how spotify does it or apple does it um and spotify's uh policies just did just recently change you might want to brush up on that um artists.spotify.com has an article about it um I'm looking at it right now, artist.spotify.com backslash help, backslash article, backslash loudish hyphen normalization. Oh, man. that. <laughs> How about we
1: just paste the link in the description?
0: Yeah, we'll just paste the link in the description of the episode. And uh, yeah, hopefully that helps. Any other thoughts, Lou? Don't overthink it. Remember, the job of mastering is to give it the
1: final polish and help it bring to radio standards that... Doesn't necessarily mean, especially nowadays, the one specific volume. So forget about the volume and just focus on the overall sound. Are you happy with the sound? Did the sound uh, match what you were going for? I've heard masters that make a song drop in energy, some that raise in energy. Just focus on the overall sound and the end result you wanted. Don't make it about the volume. That's not the part there of mastering that really matters the most.
0: We'd also like to take this second real quick to thank our sponsor, Isotope. Isotope is doing a new thing. So if you've been listening to the podcast and know about the 10% off, you can go to isotope.com backslash mmpodcast. Um, not only do they have the 10% off coupon for the plugins, but now everyone that goes to isotope.com backslash mmpodcast can get a free month of their music production suite pro. That's a free month of all of their plugins on that monthly subscription thing. Um alongside the 10% off coupon. Uh, this will be live until December 31st, till the end of the year. Um, so once again go to isotope.com backslash podcast for that free month or 10% off. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Is episodes once a week not enough for you? Or are you looking for more technical information from the Mixing Music Podcast? Well, guess what? Now you can. You can subscribe to our exclusive content and triple the amount of episodes that you get access to. That's right. Instead of the free once a week episodes, you get three episodes a week for only $4 a month or $40 a year. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive to get access to those episodes now.